All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to D8314, where uh, we are going to talk about migrating your NoSQL databases to Amazon DynamoDB. My name is Arun, and I am a product manager with the AWS Database Migration Service and Schema Conversion Tool team. Today, we have a packed agenda. So we are going to, just, just to make sure everyone's on the same page, we're going to give you a quick overview of DynamoDB, just a couple of slides. Uh, and then we are going to talk about why you should migrate your self-managed NoSQL databases to Amazon DynamoDB, uh, what we've learned from customers, what we've seen from our experiences. We will then give you a quick overview of the AWS database migration service and the schema conversion tool. Uh, we will uh, also talk about how you would migrate from MongoDB and uh, Cassandra to Amazon DynamoDB. I do have a demo where uh, I have a pre-recorded video. As you know, migration projects can be long, and uh, it's a journey in itself. So I do have a demo which is going to show you how we've used the combination of the database migration service and the schema conversion tool to help you migrate your Cassandra databases to Amazon DynamoDB. If time permits, we will uh, have a quick Q&A. I'd be happy to hang out around after the uh, presentation as well uh, to take any questions that you may have. And this session is going to be more migration-focused. Uh, and uh, let's, let's, let's go in and uh, let's check it out. So Amazon DynamoDB. So Amazon DynamoDB is a fully managed NoSQL database service running in the AWS cloud. So the complexity of running a massively scalable distributed NoSQL database can be time consuming when, when you start talking about managing the infrastructure and you start talking about doing things like backup, restore, and other entities like patching and maintaining global tables and things like that. So Amazon DynamoDB takes out the pain of managing your infrastructure. It helps you just focus on innovation, helps your developers use the NoSQL database service in a way that it's, it has easy to use APIs. And as, as you can see, it is fast. Uh, it comes with consistent performance at any given point in time. And it's got abilities to auto scale. So you virtually have unlimited storage and compute throughput at any, any given point in time. And if your application bursts uh, for a less throughput at any given point in time, you just go about uh, paying for whatever you use. So that's, that's something DynamoDB is uh, very powerful at uh, doing. Uh, DynamoDB's straightforward API also you know, uh, enables you to use the programming language of your choice. So it is easy to use out of the box. And uh, from a security perspective, it comes with encryption at rest, uh, encryption in transit, comes with fine-grained access controls, and like many other AWS services, it comes with all of those certifications like PCI, HIPAA, FIPS, everything is eligible with uh, Amazon DynamoDB. So moving on, so like we talked about, DynamoDB is a fully managed non-relational database service. So you simply create a database table, you set a target utilization, uh, you could either uh, give in uh, a definitive rate capacity unit or read capacity unit, or you could enable it for auto-scaling, and you let the service handle the rest of the uh, work for you. So you don't, like, like we talked about, we, you no longer need to worry about the management piece, such as hardware, software provisioning, setup and configuration. And DynamoDB also comes with native integration with other AWS services like Lambda uh, and uh, Amazon CloudWatch to help you monitor in real time. And that's something uh, DynamoDB is very well known for. So moving on, 
why move from self-managed NoSQL databases? So with MongoDB and Cassandra, you uh, customers uh, have, we, we've talked to many customers and they tell us that they, they've dealt with, with the following. In fact, we have customers like Samsung, GumGum, and Nike who have attempted similar migrations from Cassandra and MongoDB to uh, Amazon DynamoDB before. And some of the reasons that they talk to us about are, uh, the first point is about outages. So there have been instances in these companies where the engineering team has gone in and installed a buggy patch. And that caused downtime and you know, loss of revenue in their, in their companies at, at that point in time. And with respect to performance, uh, self-managed uh, NoSQL databases are not that scalable as compared to Amazon DynamoDB unless you provision it uh, really well. So it, as, unless you have uh, engineers with specialized training and skills, uh, it's, it's going to, uh, it's going to, it's going to ha make you ha take that extra effort to go about scale, upgrade, and maintain that database. Uh, but comparing that with DynamoDB, it comes with, like we talked about, it comes with uh, native integrations with uh, tools like CloudWatch, which is just going to enable, to enable you to monitor uh, the performance of your database in real time, rather than you having to invest in um, you know, third-party monitoring solutions at any point in time. So. Moving on, let's talk about how the database migration service and the schema conversion tool can help you migrate. We will give you a quick overview of both these services at first, and then go about uh, talking about the specific solutions to migrate your, your NoSQL databases into Amazon DynamoDB. So one goal for both these uh, tools is we want to be able to give our customers uh, uh, the ability to easily d migrate and replicate their data to a data platform of their choice. In other words, it's uh, DB freedom. So migrations, as you know, are really complex, multi-step projects. So, so DMS uh, in, in itself, the database migration service, helps you easily and securely migrate and replicate your databases and data warehouses to AWS. So that's one part of uh, your migration project. There are other parts where you would need to uh, use tools like AWS SCT to help you convert your commercial database or data warehouse schemas to open source engines or AWS native services such as Amazon Aurora, Redshift, or DynamoDB in our case. So the AWS uh, schema conversion tool is a locally installable tool. Uh, you get to install it in your on-prem data centers, your laptops, or even on EC2 instances. And it also comes with something called uh, data extraction agents, which help you move data from uh, on-premise uh, data warehouses and other uh, managed, uh, I'm sorry, uh, other self-managed NoSQL solutions like Cassandra. So when we go walk into our demo, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about this. So we designed these services to be simple. You can get started in less than 10 minutes. Uh, we designed it to enable near zero downtime migration, so the database migration service can help you not only migrate bulk load data at a given point in time, but it can also help you uh, replicate ongoing changes from a source database to the target database and keep the target in complete sync with the source at any given point in time. So it's, uh, think of it as more of a uh, logical replication Swiss Army knife. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about 
what sources and targets uh, the database migration service supports so that you get a full overview of uh, what kind of replications and migrations are possible uh, using these tools. Here's a quick snapshot of uh, a subset of our customers. Uh, we've uh, migrated a little over 100,000 unique databases instance into AWS today with the database migration service. And uh, our customers use it for a plethora of use cases, a number of use cases with different source target pairs. And uh, they use it for one-time migrations. They use it for ongoing replications at any given point in time. And they also, the, the only uh, requirement for you to use the service is one, either the source or target endpoint should be on AWS. Um, you, you can come into AWS. You can migrate your data from your on-prem data centers into AWS, or you can even uh, go back in case something did not work out, or if you want to have a disaster recovery solution in your on-premises data center, you can even go back using DMS. So you're not really locked in at any given point in time. And as long as your source database uh, engines, uh, be it a NoSQL engine or be it a relational engine or other sources like S3, as long as you're able to uh, you know, uh, logically replicate from those sources, you'll be able to just do logical replication at any given point in time. So talking about SET, not, not just with migration from Cassandra, but SET has multiple other uses as well. So uh, one of, like, like we said, migration projects are complex, multi-step at any given point in time. And one of, one of the things that SET really helps us do is uh, assess the situation. So one of the things you would want to do when you start uh, you know, planning on a migration is you'd want to know how much of an effort it is going to take. And more or less, migrations are not just about migrating the database. It's also about migrating the entire stack. You want to up migrate your application, and you want to migrate everything else. So when it comes to homogeneous migrations, there are native solutions available out there that uh, you could, that could, you could you know, uh, use to easily migrate uh, some of your database objects, your application code objects at any given point in time. But uh, when it comes to heterogeneous migrations, it takes a little bit more planning than that. By heterogeneous migrations, I mean moving between database engines, moving from one database engine to another, for example, Cassandra to Amazon DynamoDB. So if you, if you don't have a set preference as well, so let's say you, didn't, you do not know what engine to move to. This, this is specifically with uh, you know, relational databases. If you didn't know what uh, database engine to move to, uh, the assessment report that SED generates uh, uh, when you start assessing your migration project is going to help you understand whether you want to move into uh, Aurora MySQL or Aurora Postgres and go about helping you make that decision at, at any given point in time. So from planning perspective, uh, SED, like I said, gives you a detailed assessment report. It's going to attempt to convert, automatically convert your table objects, your database code objects like stored procedures, functions, among other things, and it's going to try and uh, uh, ensure there, uh, there is as much automatic conversion as possible. At, uh, uh, but in case, for some reason, SET is not able to convert it, uh, either because uh, it doesn't recognize the source database code object, or it does not, uh, or the corresponding feature is not available in the target engine, uh, it is in the assessment report, it is going to give you exact action items. It is going to tell you why it could not convert it. And it's going to also send you to the appropriate documentation links to let you know how you could handle such objects. Uh, 
when you, when, you, when you are planning your migrations. And like we said, convert the uh, schema and the code. So SED not only takes care of your code objects, like uh, migrating your, mig uh, converting your table structures, uh, you will see that in action today in the demo when we talk about migrating from Cassandra to Amazon DynamoDB. But it also, you, you would also be able to upload application code and embedded SQL within your application code uh, is also converted uh, using SET to the target database engine. Uh, with respect to optimize, we optimize the workloads for the cloud. We ensure we uh, add emulations at any given point in time and help you move to the right service. Uh, for example, uh, DB mail is something uh, that is a standard feature in SQL Server, but when you're moving to Aurora MySQL, we help you replace it and optimize it in a way that you can use a combination of Lambda and simple notification service to go about uh, sending out notifications from the database itself. And of course, um, the migration piece. SET also comes with uh, something called SET Data Extract Regions, which is going to help you migrate from some of the uh, uh, you know, famous database data warehouses available out there into Amazon Redshift. And it is also used in combination when we are trying to migrate from a Cassandra database as well. So it, it, it's a multifaceted uh, tool that helps you convert and you know, start planning your migrations and put you on the right path with respect to your migrations. From a modernization perspective, uh, specifically with NoSQL databases, one of the uh, source target pairs that we support in SET today is of course, uh, Cassandra to DynamoDB. As you know, Cassandra comes with key spaces and tables, and you would want to, and let's say you had hundreds and hundreds of tables that you wanted to move into DynamoDB. Rather than you having to go about converting these table structures and uh, you know, each column in the table manually, SET has abilities to automatically convert those table structures into Amazon DynamoDB. It's got abilities to show you what indexes to use, and uh, it also has abilities to start migrating your data with respect to uh, using the SET data extract regions. So I know this is a lot of information, but uh, once we get to the demo, it's a multi-step process that we use to uh, migrate your data from Cassandra to DynamoDB. So we'll, we'll take a look at that, and we'll take more questions as we move along. Now moving to the AWS database migration service, which is uh, uh, you know, used predominantly to help you migrate and replicate your data. So AWS Database Migration Service not only, like we said, not only helps you with uh, one-time load of your data, but it's more of a logical Swiss uh, army knife, logical replication Swiss army knife, which helps you uh, migrate business-critical applications. Uh, why is logical replication important there? So when you, when you talk about business-critical applications, one of the things that you want to ensure is you want to maintain the downtime as less as possible. So what the database migration service helps you do is it's going to keep your target in complete sync with the source with respect to ongoing changes and uh, help you minimize that downtime. All you would need to do is, once your target is in sync with the source, stop writes to the uh, source and switch your applications to start new using the new target and you're done with your migration. We can help you migrate your data warehouses to Redshift in case you had a big monolithic database in your data center, and uh, which you used for OLTP processing, reporting, among other uh, needs. We help you convert that into microservices, like you could migrate your 
OLTP part of the database to Amazon Aurora. You could migrate your reporting database into Amazon Redshift. So DMS also, along with the SCT data extractor agents, DMS also supports Redshift as a target uh, today. You could use it to upgrade to a minor uh, version. Not only is it going to help you reduce downtime, but it's going to help you use the power of logical replication to upgrade the versions of your database uh, at any point in time. And you could consolidate shards uh, into Amazon Aurora. So it takes away, uh, because Aurora has this massively parallel log-based storage underneath, uh, you could consolidate as many shards as possible into Amazon Aurora, and uh, the performance is just going to be fine. You could archive old data. Um, the, the database migration service supports uh, S3 as a target today. So we have customers who migrate their data into files in S3 and utilize other services like Amazon Athena or uh, Redshift Spectrum to go about performing some analytics. And you could migrate from NoSQL to SQL, SQL to NoSQL, or between NoSQL databases as well. So uh, a lot of use cases, this is just a quick subset of use cases that uh, are possible from a migration perspective with the database migration service. Replicate. So, uh, this is, uh, you know, this has been, uh, this has started to become popular uh, with our service, even though our service is called the database migration service. Uh, customers use it to replicate and create cross-region read replicas. You could migrate to services like S3 and Redshift, like we talked about. Keep it, keep it with ongoing replication and, you know, start using those new targets to run analytics in the cloud. And you could, of course, uh, populate your data lakes to be able to uh, you know, run further analytics with other services like EMR, Lambda, and the, the, the list goes on with respect to uh, some of the service integrations and the possibilities that you can have with your data and get insights from it. So here's a full list of all the sources and targets that we support uh, with DMS today. Uh, we, we cover a lot of sources and targets, and except, just except for the data warehouse part, uh, we're able to migrate from any of those sources to any of those targets there. So it's like a Cartesian product. You, you'd be able to, we support some of the, more, uh, some of the famous commercial databases uh, as a source like uh, SQL Server, DB2LUW, Oracle, and we help customers migrate that into Amazon Aurora. Uh, we even have customers migrating uh, from relational databases into Amazon DynamoDB, uh, where uh, after a point, they they felt that the scale was so large that they had to start moving some of their uh, workloads into a NoSQL database. Uh, the, from a data warehouse perspective, uh, we have the SET data extractor agents, which are uh, going to sit on-premises or even on EC2, uh, help you migrate data from, uh, uh, from a, a data warehouse like NetEase, Greenplum, Vertica into Amazon Redshift. And uh, as late as last week, we launched two new targets, and uh, we now have abilities to migrate, uh, I'm sorry, replicate ongoing change data into Amazon Elasticsearch and Amazon Kinesis data stream. So it's opening up a lot of opportunities by putting your data into Elasticsearch. You, uh, you, know, uh, you, you have uh, better full, full text search capabilities today, and by putting your data into Amazon Kinesis data streams, you'd be able to start analyzing your uh, data into real, in, in real time and uh, you know, start getting insights from your data. So a very rich set of sources and targets that, uh, and uh, many possibilities using the database migration service.
So DMS product highlights. So like we said, SET and DMS uh, work hand in hand. SET helps you plan, assess the migration, and helps you start the migration by converting your objects. And in certain cases, like Cassandra, it helps you start extracting your data and start the migration itself. But DMS is the main data migration uh, tool. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the one we use to move the data from one point to the, to the other. So from security perspective, security is a very important thing at AWS. So DMS as a service utilizes all of the security best practices that AWS has at this point in time. And we are able to use uh, VPCs, security groups, ACLs, subnets, and we are uh, fully compliant with PCI, FedRAMP, and HIPAA, and SOC uh, today. From a verify and validate perspective, we have a couple of important features that our cu customers absolutely love. Uh, one is called the pre-migration validation. So think of pre-migration validation as a, a, a set of steps that run uh, generate a report, and it's going to keep you informed about uh, migration. Um, it's, it's, today, what pre-migration validation does is it helps you understand what data types are not supported in DMS, and it helps you uh, get ahead of failures and help you plan for the migration. We also have uh, post-migration data validation, which is going to ensure your data gets validated. Whatever data we are migrating and replicating at any given point in time, is uh, the right data that is being moved. It helps you with testing, it helps you with uh, compliance, and all of that. So we also have integration with Snowball. Now let's talk about Cassandra databases. They are typically multi-terabyte databases. So uh, when you talk about migrating multi-terabyte databases, you would want to have some sort of integration with a Snowball Edge appliance device where you can uh, migrate data, move it into AWS, keep it in sync, and go on with your migration. So let's take a look at how the Snowball integration works in, uh, with DMS. So what SET also does, along with giving you the ability to convert your objects and giving you data extraction agents, is it also ships a, a local replication agent. So it's like a local copy of DMS that you can run in your own data center. So you can set that up, and you can get a Snowball Edge appliance device, which is connected to an S3 bucket. And you could go about uh, connecting the source and target. So basically, what's going to happen here is from the source database, the data is going to be shipped to Amazon S3. And from there on, as soon as the data is available in Amazon S3, it's going to be shipped to uh, or migrated to and replicated to a target of your choice. So once the connections are there, you use the local replication agents to start the bulk load phase into the Snowball Edge appliance device. And as you can see, uh, the green lines there are the, are the, is the bulk load data that is going into the appliance. And the dashed line there is the ongoing changes that are being collected in Amazon S3. Once the bulk load data migration is done to the Snowball appliance, you ship the Snowball to AWS. AWS personnel is uh, going to uh, put that data in S3. And as soon as that data is available in S3, in the S3 bucket of your choice now, both the bulk load data and the ongoing change data is already available. So a remote DMS server is automatically going to pick that up and migrate it to a, a database of your choice. So uh, this is, this is uh, seamless. You get to control all of what, what I just talked about through the uh, SET uh, tool itself. 
And this is something our customers are uh, using as well to migrate multi-terabyte databases. So moving on, MongoDB to uh, DynamoDB migrations. MongoDB is a very popular uh, NoSQL database today, and here are the core component differences when it comes to MongoDB and DynamoDB. A collection is a table, a document is an item, field an attribute, and the secondary index remains the same. It's just that why, why, this is important from an assessment and planning phase, uh, and you really need to understand how tables in MongoDB work when, uh, when you're trying to attempt heterogeneous migrations, and this talks back to the point where we said migrations are complex and it needs a lot of planning. So migration approaches. There are two ways in which uh, DMS, the database migration service, is going to help you migrate from MongoDB to DynamoDB. One is called the document mode, where all of the data in your MongoDB collection is just going to, uh, you know, the fields are going to be JSON elements, and uh, it's saved in a single column called underscore doc, and it's just a single JSON element that you can then use your application logic to go in and uh, manipulate it and get details of your data at any given point in time. But there are other ways to migrate that as well. In case you didn't want to migrate it to a single JSON element, you could use something called table mode, which is a, a row-by-row migration. And uh, the biggest advantage of this mode is that you are able to use something called object mapping and art attribute mapping to dynamically transform your data as it moves from MongoDB to DynamoDB. So I'd be able to do things like concatenating columns, removing columns at any given point in time, and I'd be able to change my data as, as I like during the migration for both bulk load and change data capture as the migration goes on. So let's take a look at a, a quick example of object mapping. Uh, I have a, a four-column row in MongoDB, uh, an int, a string, binary, and unicode. By default, uh, what I can do is I can just say uh, use document mode and go about creating a single JSON element, and it's going to just migrate all those columns as is. What I, could also, what I also did here in the second step is I used attribute mapping and object mapping, and I'm able to completely drop column three from my migration and go about concatenating columns one and two. And uh, why this is important is it gives you more control over the migration. It gives you more control over the data as you migrate it to DynamoDB. And it opens up a lot of opportunity, specifically when it comes to uh, transforming data during the migration. You don't have to uh, do this as a post-migration step in case you needed to do something like this uh, when you're trying to migrate your data to DynamoDB. Let's look at a customer use case. Uh, we had this customer who performed a, a live migration from uh, MongoDB to DynamoDB. They had, of course, typical MongoDB clusters are sharded clusters. We use a shard key, and we just distribute the data among multiple instances. So what they did was simple. Like They used uh, a single DMS replication instance, and they migrated each shard using a single replication, using their own replication task. From a planning perspective, they just had to uh, enable oplog, which is like a special cap collection, which is going to uh, uh, hold all the ongoing changes. And that's exactly how DMS is going to know what kind of changes are going on. It's going to select data from MongoDB during the bulk load phase, 
move it into Amazon DynamoDB. And once uh, the migration task is in, uh, in ongoing replication, it's going to look at the changes in the op log and move them into, uh, translate and move them into Amazon DynamoDB. So what they did was uh, they brought in, they created a DMS instance, replication instance. They connected, they created two endpoints the Mongo, for each shard. Like, uh, let's say they had three shards, they created three source endpoints and a single uh, Amazon DynamoDB endpoint where they had tables pre-created, and they went about using DMS to replicate the data, migrate and replicate the data from all these shards into Amazon DynamoDB. I would recommend looking through their blog where they talk in, in detail about uh, this particular live migration from MongoDB to DynamoDB. And, uh, and another popular NoSQL source, uh, NoSQL database engine is Cassandra. And uh, Cassandra are typically multi-terabyte uh, NoSQL clusters. Let's take a look at how the combination of SET and DMS uh, is helping our customers move their data from uh, Cassandra to Amazon DynamoDB. So we use the power of SET and DMS to come up with a, a solution to migrate Cassandra databases. Uh, it's a multi-step process. So there are three different things going on here. Uh, the first thing that we do is we use uh, AWS SET, to, uh, which comes with the data extraction agents. It is used to extract data from a Cassandra data center. And the second part that goes on, the second task that happens here is the extraction agent is also responsible for uploading the, collect the extracted data from the Cassandra data center into an S3 bucket of your choice. And once that data is available, and this happens for both bulk load and ongoing changes, we use incremental backups in Cassandra to look through the ongoing changes and migrate them into uh, the S3 bucket. Once the changes and the bulk load data is available in that S3 bucket, we use AWS DMS to move that uh, data from the S3 bucket into Amazon DynamoDB. And one important information here, uh, again, is the conversion piece. So how, how do I convert the tables in these Cassandra key spaces into tables in Amazon DynamoDB? SET already automates that for you. So it comes with the conversion piece, automated conversion piece. You, all you would need to do is just select the tables in Cassandra, uh, hit convert and apply, and you're good to go. So in case there were issues with conversions, it's going to warn you about it. But uh, most, uh, as far as I've seen, most conversions are straightforward. So like I said, it's a three-step process. But we had to do something special uh, with respect to Cassandra. Uh, the, the reason we had to do something special was because Cassandra typically keeps data in multiple replicas. And we, want to, uh, we wanted to work in a way that it doesn't affect the source cluster. And we had to take care of two things when we came up with the solution. One, of course, we don't, it's, it's a multi-cluster environment. And uh, we don't want to start extraction from a production cluster and start using up extra resources on the production cluster and uh, give it a chance to uh, go down. And two, uh, the reason uh, we had to think of an innovative solution is because Cassandra is, like I said, is a multi-cluster uh, solution. And if I start reading data from every node in Cassandra, I would end up reading more data than I normally would. Like, I, I, I needed some place where I could extract, consolidate uh, data within Cassandra itself, 
and then move the data into S3 and use DMS from there on to move that data back into Amazon DynamoDB. So what we did, and you could achieve this with either of the two things that we are going to talk about. One, you could uh, create a new data center, add it to your current Cassandra cluster, and uh, start a data synchronization job, set it to replication factor one, and use that as a source for the extraction with ACT data extractors. Or you could use, uh, we've also automated it through a cloning wizard. You could use the cloning wizard that is present within SCT itself. All you would need to give the cloning wizard is an empty Linux instance or an Ubuntu instance. We will automatically set up the Cassandra service on that, or the data center on that, on that instance and go about performing the data synchronization from uh, the, the, so the actual production cluster into the Cassandra data center there. So I have recorded this in action during the demo, so we'll, we'll take a closer look at it during the demo as well. Now the second step is the conversion piece. You want to convert, like we said, uh, it's important that you create table signatures. It's important that those tables, empty tables, are already available in Amazon DynamoDB when you migrate from Cassandra to uh, Amazon DynamoDB. So SCT, you use SCT to convert those tables and automatically create those table signatures. And once the tables are available, you go about doing a couple of things. One, you set up, it's a, it's a three-step process. You set, up the extra, you set up the extraction agent in another instance, and this extraction agent is going to uh, help you uh, extract data from the newly set up Cassandra cluster. It is also going to create a second task which is going to upload that extracted data into Amazon S3, like we are seeing on the screen there. And then the third task is a remote task, which is going to use the uh, power of the AWS database migration service and move that data from Amazon S3 into Amazon DynamoDB. We will also see this in action uh, during our demo today. So here is the entire set of steps. So step one, like I said, uh, it's an optional step. You could do it yourself, or you could utilize the um, data extractor, uh, I mean, sorry, the, the cloning wizard that is automatically going to help you set up the target instance and use that as a source for the extraction. And the second step is also optional. You could use SET to convert those tables and create table signatures. You could choose to do that yourself. And the third step is, of course, the uh, extraction piece and the migration piece into Amazon DynamoDB. Now, like we said, one of the advantages with uh, DMS is you're able to control the object mapping and uh, the attribute mapping to control the transformation of your data. So, like we said, there are three tasks that's, that's, that get created as part of this uh, migration architecture. So what happens there is, these object mappings and table mappings and attribute mappings are already automatically generated for you. It's completely automated, and it's put in that S3 bucket, which is going to instruct DMS on how to migrate the data, how to transform the data. Um, in case you wanted to change that, you are free to uh, pause the task once the three steps are created, go about change it to, uh, based on your needs, and uh, complete your migration to Amazon DynamoDB. With that, let's uh, go into a demo. 
So uh, what I'm going to do is, <clears throat> like I said, uh, migration projects can take long. So I have a pre-recorded demo that I'm going to explain through and show you the process of migrating a sample data set from uh, Cassandra to Amazon DynamoDB. So you start with uh, the AWS schema conversion tool. That is the locally installable tool I was talking about. You create a new project, select NoSQL database, and make sure it's Cassandra to DynamoDB. You connect to Cassandra, and as you can see, we have we ask you to provide minimal information. And once you provide the credentials, uh, SET is automatically able to connect to your source Cassandra cluster. The source tree should appear on the right, on the left shortly. And now you're ready to go about using the cloning wizard to clone your data center to another Cassandra data center with replication factor set to one. You give in all the required information for your source Cassandra cluster, like the IP, the SSH port. You give in the username, the keypad. This Cassandra cluster was on, a, on an EC2 instance. You also give in the JMX username and password, which is going to help you uh, look at the status of the Cassandra cluster and help SET to do that as well. Once the source cluster parameters are given in, you double check whether it's reading through the right data center that you want to clone from. You select the appropriate Cassandra snitch mode. And here's where you will give all the required uh, source node parameters. This was a three node Cassandra cluster. And you could either import it from uh, a saved CSV file, which contains all this information. You also have abilities to export it as well and have a saved file for future usage if need be. And here's where you would configure the target data center. You would give in the directory information for the data files, the commit log files, the hints directory, select the snitch mode, and you, you also have the ability to change the data center suffix here. This is, this is the target empty Linux or Ubuntu instance where this cloning wizard is automatically going to help you set up the Cassandra cluster, uh, I, I'm sorry, the data center with replication factor one, and use that as a source for the data extraction. And of course, you have the ability to import uh, the information here as well. And once that is done, you also have the ability to look through the Cassandra configuration for the source. So that is the source data center's Cassandra YAML configuration file. So you have, you can double check whether you are trying to migrate the right Cassandra cluster. So that is also automated. And this is the validation step. It's going to, once you hit next here, it's going to start setting it up on the target. Uh, new uh, Cassandra data center, and you can follow along as to how, how the uh, data center setup is going. So we will install the Cassandra, ser uh, Cassandra cluster, we will start the service, and once the service is up and running, we will ensure everything is okay, 
and then go about uh, with the data center synchronization pro process, which is going to copy and replicate data to this new data center uh, with replication factor one. So this is automatically enabling you to uh, set up uh, a standby kind of an environment so that you don't have to start your migration from the actual production source. Once that is done, you can select the key space that you want to replicate and uh, just start uh, the data migration. You'd be also be able to follow along uh, uh, the uh, pro progress of your uh, data synchronization job. And once that is done, you could confirm from the Cassandra topology diagram there that this new data center was set up, the data was synchronized, and the data center has, uh, uh, with, is set up with a replication factor uh, set to one. Once you've taken care of that, you could uh, finish this particular uh, cloning wizard you now have a new data center to start the extraction from. And at this point, we will jump to the extraction agent piece. So this is a Linux-based tool. I am on the Cassandra cluster to uh, take care of some prerequisites. I uh, use the node tool command along with my JMX user and password to disable auto compaction and enable backups. I also have incremental backups enabled in my uh, Cassandra properties file, the Cassandra YAML file. I ensure, so what the data extraction agent does is it's gonna help me mount the data directories on this extraction agent and help me move my data. So I'm ensuring that the extraction agent would have enough permissions to access my data directories. And now I'm on a fresh Linux instance where I'm going to install the data extractor agent. I'm taking care of a couple of prerequisites like SSH, FS, and expect because I need to start mounting the data directories and move the data. And once I'm take, done taking care of the prereqs, I'm going to install the extractor agent. I give in the version of Cassandra that I want to migrate from and the installation is done. We'll go into the configuration right now. And during the configuration piece, you will instruct the agent on what uh, Cassandra cluster to use from. And in this uh, case, you will use the newly set up Cassandra data center that is synchronized with your original production Cassandra node. And that is the uh, information I'm uh, giving on the screen right now. <clears throat> you're given the path to the Cassandra YAML file on that Cassandra data center with replication factor one and the path to the data directories as well. And the configuration process itself will start the mounting now. And this, this ensures it has access to the data and it has ability, once I start using this agent from SCT, it can go in and uh, 
uh, start migrating data to the S3 bucket of my choice. So you decide whether you want to enable SSL communication and a path to the output local folder where the data will be initially copied in the first task before the second task kicks in and moves that data into an S3 bucket. Once done, you start the extractor. And of course, there are logs present on this instance in case something goes wrong. You'd be completely informed about what, what happened, and that's going to help you troubleshoot. Now we are back in SET. We will right-click on the newly set up data center, and we will add the JMX username and password and uh, save it to the configuration. This is help, going to help us know uh, the details of the Cassandra cluster and whether it's up and running or not. Then you go into the database migration view and register the extractor agent. So you set up the extractor agent, and you need to inform SAT what extractor agent to use. And once it's set up, the status is going to change into active. And once the status of the extraction agent after registration is active, you can create a local and DMS task. So the local task is going to do two things. It's going to use the extractor agent to migrate data into the local output folder that we set up in the extractor agent. And then the second task is going to upload that to S3. And the third task is going to use DMS to migrate from the S3 bucket into Amazon DynamoDB. You set up the parallel load threads. Uh, you set up the data chunk size, which is the size of the file that you are extracted and using uh, for your migration. And you set up the S3 bucket as well, along with the right IAM role, which is uh, going to ensure you have the right kind of access. And once you are done with that, you go about hitting create, which is going to create all those three tasks on your screen in a moment. Yep, sorry, that was passed for some reason. Once the tasks are created, you could go in and start uh, the table conversion. And here's where SET is going to automatically help you convert. If you see that, you're converting the schema. And it's just going to automatically create those tables within that key space in your target DynamoDB uh, uh, tables that you see on the screen. So the left source tree is the Cassandra uh, connection, and the right source tree is the uh, DynamoDB connection. You use uh, the service profile to connect to it. You just Once the conversion is done, you just right-click and say apply, and all those tables are already created. Once they are created, you get to uh, control the properties of those tables. I'm setting the write and read capacity unit to 10,000 uh, here, just to ensure I have enough capacity to uh, deal with my migration. And done. So the tables have been created. So if you look at the view there, the tables are done. And those are the three tasks I talked about. The first one is the extract piece, extract, using the extract agent to migrate from uh, the data center that you newly set up into 
the output folder in the extractor instance. And the second one is actually uploading the data into S3 bucket. So they work in parallel based on the data chunk size. Uh, you are able to extract and upload into S3 at the same time. And once this is done, SET using the service profile there again, it's automatically going to set up the required uh, entities in the database migration service tool. It's going to create uh, a task. It's going to ensure the endpoint connectivity is done. And uh, once the task creation is complete, it is going to start migrating the data from S3 into Amazon DynamoDB into those tables that you just converted, automatically converted using the schema conversion tool. And this is uh, going to take care of um, the bulk load phase, and it's also going to take care of ongoing replication. And because of the way Cassandra is designed, we had to uh, use the combination of both uh, SET and DMS to go about uh, migrating from Cassandra to Amazon DynamoDB. So with that, that brings us to the end of our demo. Um, these are the different DynamoDB sessions that are uh, available at reInvent uh, this time. Uh, as you can see, D8345 GumGum is talking about how they migrated their Cassandra database to Amazon DynamoDB. Uh, they do have a really good blog out there I uh, definitely recommend reading through as well. And uh, here's some, this, these slides will be, will be uploaded and uh, the recording will also be there. So here are some uh, useful links about uh, DynamoDB. And uh, of course, you can follow at uh, DynamoDB on Twitter to get the latest updates about uh, Amazon DynamoDB. With that, we have about 10 minutes. That brings us to the end of the session. Uh, that's my email address there. So in case you had any questions about migrations, uh, both SQL or NoSQL, and had more questions about how our customers are migrating their databases using DMS and SET, I'd be happy to answer them. Please feel free to send me an email, and we can we have 10 minutes. We can now open up for Q&A. Thank you.